Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads Podcast with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Pastor Bob conducts personal interviews with Christian influencers from around the globe, helping Christian authors, recording artists, CEOs, entrepreneurs, nonprofit leaders, and yes, pastors and ministry leaders to get the word out about what they are doing to impact the world with the gospel. Our podcast has been rated in the top one half percent of all podcasts in the world by ListenNotes.com, so you know your message will be heard. Now, here is your host with today's interview, Pastor Bob Thibodeau. Hello, everyone, everywhere. Pastor Robert Thibodeau here. Welcome to the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Today, we're so blessed that you're joining us. Have you ever wanted to get deeper with God? Have you ever wanted to understand where God's coming from on a deeper level that will just be a blessing to you, to you? So you can be a blessing to others, yes, but to be a blessing to you, to draw you closer to him. Well, you want to pay attention to today's broadcast. Scott Wright, or T.S. Wright as he's known, is the author and presenter of the God-Centered Concepts series. This series is focused on connecting to God through discipleship. He does this by helping us understand the processes that God's Word readily gives us in order to draw closer to Him. He's also published a journal to help with this called the God-Centered Concept Journal, Making God's Word My Ways. Scott has a goal of launching this series on a large scale, reaching churches and organizations with this curriculum that will change their churches from simple institutions into a movement, praise God. He's also a podcaster and has a truly great podcast called The God-Centered Concept. Amen. As well, I mean, you need to listen and subscribe to his podcast. I mean, it's amazing. But help me welcome to the program. T.S. Wright. Scott, thank you for taking the time to join us today. I've been looking forward to this interview. Well, Bob, thank you for having me. And I've been looking forward to it myself and love listening to your podcast and uh, certainly uh, ready to dive in here. Amen. Well, the first question I always start with is this. Other than that brief information I just shared, can you tell us in your own words, who is T.S. Wright? So T.S. Wright, you know, obviously, uh, probably the best way for me to describe is that uh, you know, I've been following Christ for 31 years. Um, I, uh, I accepted Christ April 9th, 1992 in my dorm room and mm. through an outreach ministry. And I've been, um, I've been walking with Christ ever since, obviously walking through those years and learning and letting and growing with the Lord. And what really happened is, is that I, um, I was trained for three years by a, on a campus ministry while I was in college. And I was doing uh, student-led ministry as a volunteer uh, with Campus Crusade for Christ. That kind of dates me a little bit. It's now crew.org, and um, their campus minister trained me just like he would uh, somebody that he has on staff. So that was that was probably the best training that I ever had because the level of discipleship and how to train others to do so. Just I got that at an early at an early age you know, right there in the beginning of my faith. So that really sealed into my faith that it's all about winning people to Christ, building them up in the faith and sending them out to do the same thing. And so, but to really, to give you an understanding of how the God-centered concept evolved and how it kind of came about was in 2003, God gave me a vision. And, and quite frankly, I was really learning how 
the voice of God worked inside me through the power of the Holy Spirit. Um, I, I understood the Holy Spirit, but I had never really dove into the total understanding of his voice and how it could lead my heart. And it was in 03 when he gave me a vision of this. Honestly, I didn't even know what I was saying or what I was thinking or what was really going on. I just started, he just led me to write it down. So I started recording things. And as time went on and I really started to understand that connection with him, then in 2016, I was led to just start writing about discipleship, to write a book. And it's it's called ownership at that time. And it's, um, but I just started writing all this stuff out and just, and it really was a, a more of a discipleship plan, but what it really focused on was focused on how God owns our hearts and how he owns us and owns all of creation. Yeah. And, amen. From, and, and that that's the main theme. If I have this correct, as you're just trying to show people that, Hey, God owns us. Yes. Explain that concept for us. Well, the God-centered concept, a lot of people probably think that that is all about how do I make God the center of my life, but that's actually not what it means. What it means is is that God is the center of all life and all creation, and we are his vessels. We are his servants here to do his bidding. It's it's the other way around. It's It's really about taking ourselves off any type of a throne and putting him completely on the throne and understanding that he is the center of of all things and it is all about him amen 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 so you're talking about other works and in, in the process i mean i know you're you have other books that you're working on do these books build upon like this foundation or are they covering different aspects of god that are not really being communicated right now Well, it's a little bit of both. I mean, in what it is, is that there's ownership, which is really the foundational level. And then I have three other books in the works that will all kind of work into a flow. And and it's really about understanding what is going on in the modern world right now. And my second book is going to be called The Idols Within. My third book is Connecting to God Through His Processes. And then the fourth book is The Gift of Nothingness. And these, I have written a lot of the material. I just got to organize it, yeah. but it's, it's really about walking somebody through discipleship. But once we understand that God owns us, then the next part of that is that we have to start letting him deal with our hearts. And it it really starts with revelation chapter three, verses 14 through 22, which my episodes five through 10 on my podcast series that are already posted that are already been released and are on there covers. Mm -hmm. And it's a process that Jesus is speaking to the church of Laodicea. So the, this church of Laodicea, most people think is just the lukewarm church, but the truth is it's more than that. And what's being written there, Jesus is speaking and John of course is recording this. Jesus is giving us a process of how to connect to the father through him and how he wants to connect to us. Most people focus on the lukewarm church, and then in chapter 3 of Revelation, verse 20, is what they focus on about hearing his voice and hearing him knocking on the door of our heart. And we talk about that in reference to salvation. But there's really a lot more going on here. If you start and back it up, it is a step-by-step process that Jesus lays out on how to connect to him. 
And that is really part of that foundation. The first 10 episodes are the foundation of, of my books uh, that I'm, or the books that I'm writing, I should say, and the entire concept of what, or of what this series is. And that is the God centered concept. Amen. Amen. I know in our private discussions, you also shared that you were able to trace the biblical timeline and tie it directly to the, you know, the Jewish timeline and basically superimpose that on our current calendar system. And I want to do an interview just on a topic on that aspect, but for the sake of our listeners right now, can you give us a brief summary of what you discovered and how all this ties together? So what happened was, is back in 2021, I started just diving into church history and I felt led to do that. Um, I have studied church history before when I was a kid, I went to Catholic school for nine years and studied some of that. I'm also a social studies teacher. So I'd done some certain history courses and stuff in college that had to do with church history, but it had been, and that kind of probably dates me a little bit, but um, back in the nineties, but when you haven't done it in that long, you've got to jog your memory a little bit as, as we all know. And so I started doing a really long look at church history and I started diving into some readings and just investigating things. And I mean, I've investigated the whole history of marriage, for instance, I've done, uh, I've looked at the entire history of the church in a big kind of in the big scope. And then I, now I'm actually going through a lot of stuff in a lot more fine details. So I will tell you one of the central figures in church history is a guy by the name of Athanasius, mm. Athanasius and the importance of some of the things that he established really has carried over to our faith today. He's kind of the crossover from the old church to us having the faith and the understanding of of what we think of as the Christian faith now. And you can go and read his stuff. And, and obviously we built upon that, but that's just one of the examples of the things that I found. And so there's also this timeline of what some people are trying to figure out, you know, what were the triggers or what happened to church change each church age. And I have developed a timeline and just and spent a lot of time looking at the I've actually done that. Well, you know, what were not only the trigger events, but what did they trigger to make the church age change in reference that, you know, Jesus already understood that this was going to happen. And if you read about the the seven ages of the church, the seven different churches in Revelation chapter two and three, you'll discover really quickly that Jesus, while he gives some encouraging words and gives some highlights and praise, most of it is not pretty. Yeah, exactly. It's not. And it's because we're, he, he understands we're dealing with human beings. He not only, he could see the future and understood what was going to happen, but he knew how human beings would eventually deal with this thing, these things and the things that would come on and evolve and the technologies that would evolve. All of this has to be taken into account when we're looking at this. We can't just look at just simply little church things and movements. We have to look at it on a global scale and how it impacted all of history. And we have to look at all those pieces. I will tell you, one of the precursors to one of the biggest triggers in the history of the church and switching an age was the the invention of the printing press. Yeah. A lot of people don't even take that into consideration when they're about this, but the printing press was a monster. It was one of the most important inventions in the last 2000 years. Matter of fact, I would say I would equate it to gunpowder. 
maybe even more. There's been monarchs who have said they will take a guns, and I'm just paraphrasing and, and exaggerating a little bit, but they'd rather have a million guns pointing at them than one bad printing press that's against them. <laughs> I mean, and it's true because yeah. you know Amen. you can control some guns and stuff, but you controlling the morale of the people and what they're believing, whether it's true or not, the printing press <laughs> and the print can really turn against you, and it's really hard to recover from that. And so yeah. that's Amen. the power of the printing press. Amen. Amen. You also share about the seven ages of the church and your teachings, and this ties in with the biblical timeline study as well. Just, you know, real briefly, give us that tie in. Sure. So, you know, the seven ages of the church really leads to our understanding of faith and those churches and what they portray during each of those ages leads to what we know now. Okay, so in our, in our faith and how we understand faith, how we process it, how we walk with that on a day to day basis. So it, it's important to understand it. And whether, you know, and there's different eschatology, excuse me, eschatology, eschatological views is what I want to say. There's different views. And I know a lot of those. I've studied a lot of them over the years. Um, but I'm going to say this whatever your view is, this of that is, you have to always admit that the impact of these historical events and how the church has not only reacted to them, but the things that the processes they put in place has a tremendous, have had a tremendous effect on how we pursue our faith. Now it has. And if you, if you don't, if you don't believe me, just start studying the historical ways the Bible was put together. And I'm not just talking about the canonization of scripture, but go back and look what happened in the 1600s with the King James version of the Bible. Yeah. There's a lot of that you have to look at to really understand that. Yep. Amen. Amen. And, and how does all this tie into your God-centered concept journal? Well, one of the things that I um that I've done is that I've looked at not only all the things that have happened through the ages of the, of the church. But what I've done is I've went back and studied the original church fathers, the the disciples and the guys that followed them, like Clement and Polycarp, you know, and, and I'm thankful my parents did not name me Polycarp, but <laughs> so, got to throw that in there. Um, but Ignatius and, and guys like that and their writings and I've written, you know, Barnabas and I've, I've read a lot of those writings. I listen to them all the time just to get a feel of what that is compared to you know, what actually is canonized as Holy Scripture, but also look at the way they lived. And I think there are so many important lessons embedded in the way that they pursued the faith versus what we're doing now. Because they, when Jesus is speaking in the Gospels, okay, and what's written about him and what he said, made certain assumptions with that scripture when they're speaking because they had a certain understanding of life that we don't have. That's that we have evolved out of some of those understandings. So sometimes we are misunderstanding what is really being said and the intensity and the sense of urgency that it's being said with. Amen. You know, those Pharisees were smart enough to understand Jesus was speaking about them. He didn't. He wouldn't even have to bring their names up. Mm-hmm. They would have known because the way he was portraying things and. And so I think it's important that we understand we got to go back and look at the original church fathers 
And we need to understand the way they pursued faith. And we need to take some notes and understand that we need to pursue our faith in the same way. And you share all these topics on your podcast as well, correct? I do. Yes. Amen. And tell us about your podcast. Why did you decide to get involved with podcasting? <laughs> so uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, and I was, as I was writing all this material and, and putting outlines together and all my notes, and I've got more notes and I, I think I've lost notes that are still <laughs> embedded in my, <laughs> back in my accounts that I've still got to dig out again. Um, cause I have so many of them. I've got where I've written on my whiteboard here in my office and I'll write stuff down take pictures of it to remember it and create stuff from there. I, and I'm an old coach, you know, I, I'm education, but I've coached out for years. And so I kind of relate that way. Um, what's happened is, and through all this messaging and all this stuff is then I started being led in a variety of ways, by the way, that I needed to speak this. I needed to speak it. And, you know, a lot of people have been just saying, you know, you, you need to really talk publicly. And, and so to really use the voice that God gave me and that it's a, it's a blessing to have it, um, but to just speak it. And that's where it kind of came from. And then I've, I've listened to podcasts and I, I listened to this one podcast, the history of the church. And I'm like, it just kind of hit me one day. And I felt like the Lord just said, this is what I'm wanting you to do. I want you to speak it. I want people to connect with you. And then through that, they're going to connect to me. I, I made your voice. I want you to use it for me, for my benefit, not for your own. I want you to glorify me with this. And so that's kind of where this came from. Amen. Amen. And one thing I noticed you teach about is the attachment principle. Yes. Can you tell us what the attachment principle is and why it should be something we should be concerned with? Well, that's, and I'm glad you brought that up because if you dial back one episode to the, the one on the cultures, this conditioning of cultures and the way that we, the characteristics of those cultures that condition us to do things a certain way, we have to really pay attention to that because, and I do a, a breakdown of the Hebrew culture and I do a breakdown of the Greek culture. Obviously, I can only cover so much in a podcast. My writings are much more detailed. But then that leads to this attachment principle, because the way that we view life really speaks to how we attach things. And the attachment principle is simply this. God pre-built in us a way to attach to him and that our primary attachment is to him and that he will lead you to the other attachments. We can go all the way back to the garden, discuss this, but we can also discuss that just in our everyday life. In that. If God is not our primary, permanent, and most important attachment, then what's going to happen is, is we're going to try to fulfill these voids, these God-sized voids, by attaching to other things that are going to bring some temporary fulfillment, but they are not going to bring eternal satisfaction, and they're not going to bring eternal fulfillment. Only God can do that. He's it. There is, you know, there is no plan B. There's no other answer in life. And, and, you know, I think a lot of us probably have tried other attachments to make ourselves feel good, but you got to be aware of this attachment principle. And we got to be aware of the things that we're attaching ourselves to, because the more we expose ourselves and our brain to things, the more we attach to it. And we develop emotions around that. 
and all these other things. And, you know, I've heard people say, well, but I feel this way or I feel this way about this. But what happens is, is feelings follow things that you become attached to. They develop their own emotions and things. And the enemy can use that against us or it can be used for God. And so one of the things that I talk about in these episodes is I talk about this thing called cellular memory. See, your body built through cellular memory. Some of them are automatic process. I teach psychology. I have a master's degree in performance psychology. So I have, you know, obviously some knowledge of this. And then I understand as a coach and all the practicing with players and things and in the coaching world and how that develops in a person. But this, this cellular memory that you develop inside yourself matters. It does because it become these, these little memories, these habits, they become automatic. These attachments will become automatic if you're not careful. So, you know, I've heard people talk about all these sinful issues and all this stuff. And I don't really worry about that because sin is just a symptom of the real problem. If we develop the wrong habits, we have a problem. And so one of the questions I ask people, and then I pose in the podcast, do you practice God? Do you practice him? Do you develop that cellular memory in your body that it becomes so strong that you just won't sin anymore? Yeah. Amen. And amen. and I believe Paul is talking to that, to these churches in, in different descriptive language, depending on what, how they needed to hear it and what certain issues they were developing. You really break it down. That's what it comes down to. These guys had the wrong habits and they had developed these attachments that were ungodly attachments that were taking them in directions that were not allowing them to connect to God and allowing their church, those churches to really do what God had designed them to do. And that was to spread the gospel. You cannot spread the gospel apart from God and apart from the power of the Holy spirit that he puts in us. It's just, it's impossible. It might work for a short period of time, but eventually it's going to break down. And I'm in these, in these habits that we develop in ourselves with our relationship with God matters and our primary attachment needs to be to him and he will develop in us everything else. Yeah. Amen. Amen. And that goes right along with uh, the next question I wanted to ask you was about biblical processes. I mean, that's, we don't have time to go into detail here on this episode, but can you give us the overall synopsis of the biblical processes that you discuss? Well, there are several of them that are written in the word of God, both in the old and new Testament, and they are completely relevant. I will tell you that the, like, one of the things I'm going to be talking about here in the in the near future is I'm going to be talking about the tabernacle and the temple that God gave Moses on the mountain of the law, you know, and, and part of the structures and all this stuff. And, and what the tabernacle was is a structure of how the people every year could connect back to God. Okay. Well, that is relevant to us today, believe it or not. Most people wouldn't, they're like, well, that was done away with and all that. I'm like, well, sort of. The practice of it Yes, but the principle of it and the process of it is still there. It's just Jesus connects in each of those processes, and we need to discuss that. You know, part of our biblical literacy is to understand why that stuff is important and how Jesus connects back to it. He does. I will tell you that, like, one of my favorite, and I'm just going to give this an example, one of my favorite things, and I'm going to, I'll throw this in there without divulging too much, so that way you listen and get all the details and all the fun nuts and bolts is this when john writes about jesus washing the disciples feet it's not about what you think most people they 
you can use that as an act of service and the, how God, how Jesus was showing he was a servant and he was a servant, you know, as a faithful servant, a servant leader and all this stuff. And I've seen things written about that, but there was always something in my heart, like that's not the full picture here. Something's not totally lining up, but I will tell you, it relates to the temple. Why he brought that up. He could have served in a million ways. He could have showed a faithful servant leader in a million ways, but he uses this descriptive language and how he did this and why he did this. It's there. The thing is, is the way it's written, the people of that day and era would have understood why that was written. We don't know that now because we've lost what the meaning of that is and why that was put in there. And I will discuss that. Amen. Yeah, I'm looking forward to having you back on just to go over that. Praise God. <laughs> I mean, this, Scott, this has been so interesting. I, I could go into more detail on each of these topics. And what I'd like to do, like I say, get you to come back on the program again in the future. And maybe we can tackle one of these subjects using individual interviews for each one or maybe two. Uh, that way we won't get lost in the weeds with too much information overload at one time. Amen. Yes, How's that, that would be easy to do. Amen. Amen. Now, your book, God-Centered Concept Journal, Making God's Word My Ways. How can someone obtain a copy of this? Well, the journal right now is, is on Amazon.com. Just put type in God-Centered Concept, and then afterwards put T-S Wright, W-R-I-G-H-T is my last name, and you can put that in there, and that should pop it up. Amen. Amen. This has been eye-opening, to say the least. I know there's someone out there they'd like to get more information on one or more of these topics. If someone wanted to get in touch with you or would like to get more information, how can they do that? How can they get in touch with you? Uh, I have an email called uh, my GCC God centered concept, 2038 at gmail.com. Amen. Amen. And the, I'll put a link to the, the journal down there on Amazon as well. Uh, are you working and your podcast? Tell us about your podcast again. So right now we've got 10 episodes loaded. We got a bonus episode and then we are going to get start diving in next week. I've got, I've got these 10 episodes. I'm letting, I, I gotta let some people work through that. You know, that's before we start just continually releasing episodes, but I'm probably a week from now, I'm going to put out episode 11. So I'll record that probably later this week and we're going to start a new series. And Amen. what I'm hoping is, is this next series. And I'll just give you a little inkling. We're going to look at the Ten Commandments and the Beatitudes. Mm, amen. Amen. That's awesome. And like I said, I'll put a link to your podcast down in the show notes as well. Folks, when it comes to having a calling, one of the most important aspects is the ability to see things God's way and then being able to communicate what he's showing you and put it into a format that the average person can grasp. T.S. Wright has done just that with everything we've been discussing today. Amen. RG, drop down to the show notes, click the links right there to get in touch with him. Be sure to order his journal, the God-Centered Concept Journal, Making God's Word My Ways, and especially be sure to click the link to his podcast, listen to a few episodes, and if you're like me, you're going to want to hit that subscribe button as well. But I'll let the Holy Spirit deal with you on that one. Amen. Don't show me down when I'm preaching good now. You know what I'm talking about. Listen to it, and I know the Holy Spirit's going to say, you need more of this. Amen. Glory to God. Be sure to drop down the shows. Click the links right there. Get in touch with T.S. Wright himself. And ask your questions. Order the books. Learn about the God-centered concept. Amen. Scott, I want to thank you again for taking the time to come on the program today, man. I do appreciate it, brother. And I'm looking forward to reconnecting real soon to do this again. Bob, thank you very much for having me on the show. 
And I absolutely look forward to doing this again with you. Amen. Folks, that's all the time we have for today. Man, it's been good. For T.S. Wright and myself, pass by reminding you to be blessed in all that you do. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Kingdom Crossroads podcast. Please subscribe to our podcast so you can be notified when another episode is published. With over 800 interviews and 1,000 published episodes, Pastor Bob is known as a podcasting expert for helping others to create their own podcast to share their messages with the world. Please visit our website at www.podcastersforchrist.com. That web address again is www.podcastersforchrist.com for more information. Until next time, be blessed in all that you do. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success. Are you a Christian entrepreneur, coach, or author with a message that needs to be heard? Picture this, your voice reaching thousands, your story inspiring hearts, and your business flourishing like never before. Introducing Faithcasters, the ultimate platform that connects faith-driven professionals like you with the power of podcasting. Become a sought-after guest on Faith-Based Podcast. Share your unique insights and connect with like-minded individuals who share your passion for faith and entrepreneurship as well. Imagine your expertise reaching a wider audience, expanding your network, and propelling your business to new heights. Well, it's 
all within reach with Faithcasters. So don't wait. Take the first step today on your journey to greatness by visiting our website at faithcaster.org. That's faithcaster.org. Join the Faithcasters community now and unleash the full potential of your faith-driven enterprise. You do not want to miss this opportunity. Faithcasters, where faith meets podcasting and your dreams become reality. Visit faithcaster.org. Let's soar together. And remember, anyone can be a podcaster, but only a Christian can become a faithcaster. Faithcasters, your voice, your platform, your success.